Question number one. Does God ever give you more than you can bear? So, now when people say that, they, they are probably referring to one thing, which is true, that no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But... If you are living your life how God wants you to live, you will be in situations beyond your ability to bear. Let's read our text. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, of the affliction we experience in Asia. Asia, that is like Asia, like Turkey. It's just across the Aegean Sea. It's not like far off in Asia. He's not that far from Corinth here. Like, a hundred miles. But then he says, For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Well, I don't know how much more stronger terms. He says, They were burdened beyond their strength. That was more than they could bear is what they had on them. Now, we don't know. Paul doesn't tell us what the affliction was. And I think the reason why is that he does not want us to focus on him and what he is doing, but on the purpose that, that God was using this affliction for so that his readers and consequently us could see this and know some purpose in the days when God has given you an unbearable weight. Paul did suffer. He tells us a little later in the book, five times, I received at the hands of the Jews 40 lashes less one. It's pretty bad. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. And this is before he gets shipwrecked in the book of Acts. A night and a day adrift at sea. On frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers. That is, people in the church in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, and apart from other things, there is a daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. And if these things seem like, you know, we're not getting like strapped to a thing and whipped with like cords, but hey, like, like there are things that we can relate to here, maybe in the burdens of our life. Sleepless nights. Anxieties. And even in Paul's life, health issues. So to keep me from being too elated by the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, which I take and will get there when I get there to be a health issue, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Now, two things to see here. 
And the one is that when Paul talks about being utterly burdened beyond my strength, you know, he doesn't even mention what that is. Like these kind of things that he was talking about with the lashes and stuff, that was just normal kind of suffering. But whatever happened in Asia, it was so bad that he doesn't even tell us. But Paul, when he writes about affliction, does not do so from someone who has suffered lightly. He doesn't write this carelessly, but as one who has plumbed the depths of the darkness of life, physically betrayed. So we're going to see three things today, quickly. Number one, God's good purpose. Number two, God's great power. And three, our great privilege. Now, God's good purpose, because God does not want us just to be able to bear the things that we have the power to bear. You know, have you ever, like, tried to lift weights? My wife just did, like, last week, and now she's, like, really sore. But it's, like... 200 pounds, and you like, you can lift that. And like, God doesn't just want you to lift the 200 pounds. He wants to put 400 pounds on you that would not work. But if, if we see, God wants us to do more than what we can lift. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. God gave Paul and his co-workers so much more than they could handle. And the reason is, is that God didn't want them just to do the things that they could do, but do more in God's power and not their strength. Now for us, the implication is obvious. God will give you more than you can bear so that you learn to rely on God's power and not your own. Now, how do we do this? You know, troubles and trials can send people two ways. There are people who watch people they love die of cancer and they turn away. It's like God... God didn't care. God didn't do the thing that I really desired. And yet, God shows the point here that he wants us to go through things that are unbearable to learn that he can bear all things. We need to look at God's sufficiency. I don't know, have you, have you guys ever had this experience? I gave one experience of, of not being able to pay for things before, like a month ago, but I'm going to give another one. Uh, when I was, went on my honeymoon with my wife, it's fun, we, we went out, we camped, I think we spent about $400 on our honeymoon, and, which was kind of extravagant. And uh, <laughs> when we got back, we had like a call on our answering machine, remember those things, on our phone, because obviously no one can get a hold of you when you're out camping. And it was from the bank. We're sorry, you are $5 over on your bank account. 
And then the next one, I'm sorry, you are $20 over on your bank account. I'm sorry, you are $35 over on your bank account. I'm sorry, you are, and it just kept going on every day because every day they just put another charge on and we weren't there to like do anything about it because I had insufficient funds in my bank account. And Kari was like, man, what am I getting myself into? I was like, oh, yeah, now you're married to me. <laughs> Well, let's look at your bank account, which had more money in. Um, God wants us to see our own resources as insufficient funds so that we can turn and see God's all-sufficiency his all-sufficiency to do more than we can even bear. Now, it's hard because we want to be like, I, like, I don't like when people take up the tab for me. I don't want to, like, I, I like to pay for things. I want to have other people in my debt. But God doesn't want us to live like that. He wants us to live trusting in his power to do all things, even greater things, than just our little power to do little things. When life is too hard, trust God. You know, has anyone ever been like sitting in your room and you just feel like you feel overwhelmed? Like overwhelmed? Okay, yeah, everybody, but yeah, let me say maybe somewhere else. Yeah. Overwhelmed feelings are there to let you know that you are overwhelmed that you can't do this so that you stop trying and instead look to God who can do this. God can do anything. He can shut the lion's mouth. He can, and Paul points to this, literally raise the dead. So why am I fretting about my bank account that doesn't have money for my new wife? how far we've come. This was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. And this is the power at work in you if you believe. Because we believe, you know, the power of the gospel, Jesus Christ died for us so that we could have eternal life. That's the gospel. But even more than that, like the gospel, like we are joined to Jesus in such a way that we've been crucified with Christ and that we have been raised with Christ, seated with him in such a way that that power of resurrection, and maybe that's like the power of Jesus' resurrection was so crazy. Like you listen, like listen to the story, like especially Matthew, that like Jesus was resurrected and the power of that was so much that dead people started coming back to life and walking around. Because there was like, there was so much like power in Jesus' resurrection that it couldn't help but just like spill out into everything. And that same power is in every believer who believes in Jesus Christ. That power of resurrection, which is so far beyond any trouble that we could ever imagine. The power of God's all-sufficiency that is ours. All we need to do is turn away from our insufficiency. 
God's good purpose, God's great power, our great privilege is that God does not work these things like apart from one thing. Verse 10, he delivered us from such a deadly peril. And so as Paul writes this, he's like, like, like guys, we're just delivered and this is amazing and he will deliver us. I think Paul is like, man, we got out of one scrape, out of the frying pan, there's more coming. Oh yeah, Paul, you don't even know. <laughs> like Paul's writing this, he doesn't even know he's gonna be like on a ship for 15 days, swimming up onto the beach with like soldiers and then bitten by a poisonous snake around the fire. He doesn't even know that yet. And he's writing this because delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us. On him, we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. But that hope is gonna be realized through something specific and we see it in verse 11. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Paul trusts that God will deliver him and in the same breath, he turns to the Corinthians and says, please pray. Now, prayer is one of the key things in our lives that shows our hearts our trusting in God's all-sufficiency instead of our insufficiency. Like the, our feelings of weakness and anxiety are built there to make us turn to God in prayer. And if we're turning to God, like that shows, like that's where our trust is, that's our hope, that is seeing the unleashing of the power of God. If we're forgetting to pray, it's a sign like, hey, like I need to change something. Like, my response to problems shouldn't be, work harder to pray more. Prayer is simply the key that unlocks the door. Like, it's not power, like I, I said, said no, it's like special power. But prayer is the key that unlocks the vault to God's, like, immense riches and power to do all things. And if we like felt the power of that, because it feels so easy, like, oh Lord, please help me. I've screwed up again by being an idiot. Like if we, if we realize the power of a lame prayer like that, like we would spend far more times on our, our knees, but far less time on our phones. Prayer is the key that unlocks the Scrooge McDuck vault of God's resources. Remember DuckTales? So God can provide richly, maybe not what we think we need, but everything we require to live God's plan to do far more than we could ever imagine and far more than we could ever do in our own resources. And when this happens, he's like, why does God work through prayer? And this is the reason. So that many give thanks. So when we see, you know, the missionary we're praying for, Madame, like, like better, when we see people, people healed, that we give thanks, not like, oh man, we prayed really well. No, no, like, we, we said, no, no. <laughs> like, God's vault of power was so awesome. And we give thanks even together to him. So, God's good purpose in affliction is for us to rely on him, to rely on his 
all sufficiency and turn away from our insufficiency. Two, God's great power is to raise the dead. And if it's to raise the dead, it's to do anything less than that. And finally, our great privilege is to come to our Father in heaven in prayer, asking him to do not just the possible, but the impossible, for he's the God who raises the dead. How do you do this? Every time you're overwhelmed and pressed beyond what you could possibly bear, remember, this is God's message to you. Stop bearing. Start believing. God's all-sufficiency can handle it. And two, uh, just like Paul here, like, don't just pray, but ask others to pray. Like, awesome, join with me in praying. Like, like, like help me unlocking that vault to meet the need for the glory of Jesus Christ. So that, let's pray. Oh, Lord God, you are faithful and just, righteous and pure. I pray that we would remember that this burdensome thing right now in your life, and and. I know there's people here thinking about the impossible thing in their very near future. The you, Lord, the you, Lord, are calling. Look to me. I am sufficient. Rely on the God who raises the dead. Feel my peace. Feel my power. For the glory of my kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.